Welcome back. Happy December, Richard. It is December, you know, <laughs> December 2020. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's, it's arrived. Uh, part of me wants to say finally, part of me like wants to say already. <laughs> well, did, did, uh, question for you, Dr. Bernie. Uh, did 2020 go by quickly or slowly? Yes. It, <laughs> right. right. It seemed like it was going by very, very slowly. And then times when it's just, I can't believe yeah. it's December. People come in and they say, I, I don't know what happened to October and November. You yeah. know, it seemed like March went on forever, or April went on. And so did 2020 fly by or did it did it crawl uh, crawl past us or crawl over us or something? Yeah. yeah. But here we are in December. And you know what that means? Uh, yes, it means, um, well, it means the holidays. It means the holidays, right. Uh, it means that we're getting ready to uh, conclude this year and get, get started on, hopefully get started on thinking about next year. Right. Um, and hopefully next year will be a lot better, uh, you know, just globally, you know, nationally, internationally. Right, but you're almost afraid to hope, right? I mean, hope, hope springs eternal. You know, Thomas Jefferson famously said, faith is three quarters hope, you know, but so we're hoping that 2021 will be better. The, the vaccines um, look promising. Um, and of course, we have an anti-vax movement in this country, so there'll be another, of course, we have to have another controversy. Um, but it looks like the vaccine is arriving just in time. Um, and, and, and everybody's expecting a, a surge in cases with the holidays. Um, you know, we promised, we, we didn't promise, we uh, suggested that we might move away from COVID and into some other topics. but. COVID keeps insinuating itself into our world. Right. And uh, the latest thing, of course, are the vaccines and the surge. And speaking of the surge, the Thanksgiving surge has not been calculated yet. Right. So we don't know exactly what uh, effect the um, travel and, and um, um, extra uh, socializing will mean in terms of the epidemiology, the numbers, the, the, the uh, increases if there is any if if there is an increase we haven't calculated thanksgiving numbers and um and we move into probably the more significant gathering uh time of the year which is the christmas season the last two weeks of this year right yeah it was to be another week or so i'm sure at least before we see anything um that resulted from thanksgiving right. uh, Thanksgiving get-togethers and everything, just from a numbers perspective. Right. But that said, um, over the course of the past week, we hit a few records. Exactly. Um, yeah. We have a, a record number of hospitalizations. Mm -hmm. um, even in here in our local um, area, our, our right. the that we in which we, we live um, has had a record number of of cases recently. And so there there is a there is a surge, there is a significant increase in the number of cases um, that we're documenting. Um, but at the same time, it's interesting to hear people talk about, um, you know, returning, you know, kind of doing things and returning to life as normal. Um, there was a recent article in WebMD where they, uh, and it was actually just before Thanksgiving, but it was kind of talking about the holidays in general, that said that 30%, uh, one in three parents 
say that gathering for the holidays was worth the risk of COVID. Um, oh, it was worth the risk. It was worth the risk. So, thirty uh percent -huh. um, said that they would they would gather for the holidays despite the risk of of COVID. Um, and so, you know, with those types of perspectives, and and certainly people can. There's lots of people with those kinds of perspectives. Um, you know, it wouldn't be. It's not all that surprising that we're having a surge. Well, you know, there's there's another article that just appeared uh, this past week. And it was about how we make decisions during the pandemic. And one of the things that, that they said, one of the things the author said was that if you don't know anybody, if you're lucky enough not to know anyone with this disease and you haven't encountered it personally, um, you're likely to, um, to you're, you're less likely to social distance and wear a mask because you just don't, it's the proximity of the threat. Right. The, the people and they say, I don't see this disease. I don't know anybody who has it. I don't know anybody who's gotten it. I don't know anybody who's died of it. I just, it's not that it's a hoax. It just doesn't affect you. And right. so proximity um, is a determining factor in, in the decisions you make. So for families who haven't experienced this disease, I think it's gonna be business as usual. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I suppose that you and I are, and, and many, many others, of course, but you and I are in that, interesting uh, demographic where we've had people that are very close to us right. who, have, who have had it and who have right. struggled with it. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, you know, perhaps that's one of the reasons why it's, it, it is difficult uh, for the most part for us to venture into some other topics because it is such a, um, it does hit so close to home uh, for, for us as we think about what, mm -hmm. what this can, can do to people and right. You know, as we talked about the other week, the, the long-term effects of, of this. Right, right. So we're hoping that, you know, the Thanksgiving gatherings and now the Christmas gatherings don't um, result in a, in a rapid increase in infections. Um, and the problem, of course, is that hospitals, uh, healthcare providers and the buildings, the hospitals they work in, could get overwhelmed by sheer, just the sheer numbers of people who are going to be sick. Right, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, there were uh, that was one of the big records that were was was surpassed this past week, right? The um, the number of hospitalizations. Right. I mean, thousand hospitalizations. Yeah, there is a there is a limited capacity. I mean, there's a finite capacity of hospitals around the country. Right. And when the pandemic first started, we saw this surge in New York, and so healthcare providers uh, were able to rush to New York. You know, we brought in reinforcements. It's like when we have a hurricane here, we get electrical workers from around the country who can come here, or you get four, you get fires in California, or hurricanes in the south, or tornadoes in the Midwest. You can rush the workers to that. The problem now is that uh, every region of the country is experiencing a surge, and so you don't have the resources to redistribute to the hotspots. Right, and, and you know, in in here in the United States, but other countries as well, they're they're creating makeshift. Right. Uh, Exactly. Medical facilities, and you know, those are so limiting because right. they don't have all the resources that they need. Yeah, I, I don't think that you know, none of us, none of us want to die. We don't like to think about that, but I can't think of anything more gruesome than a, <laughs> than being in a portable morgue somewhere <laughs> in a in a portable storage facility while right. they make room to bury you somewhere. Um, <laughs> talk about an existential um, crisis. Um, and so it is uh, it, it, it 
um, it brings brings up some pretty um, troublesome uh, yeah. scenarios. So yeah, so be careful, dude. Messages, be careful. Yeah. Absolutely, and and you know, as we come into the the holidays, and we talked about this a little bit just before Thanksgiving, but it, you know, now more than ever because there's only a couple of weeks left of school before we're out for the winter break. Um, you know, Christmas is less than two weeks away. Um, and, uh, and, and then we have, you know, all of the other holidays and all the other get togethers and things like that that are coming up. Um, all of these things are, are stressful in and of themselves. We, we talk about this, you know, every year we, we do a, at least a podcast or two sometimes on managing the stress associated with the holidays. And, and this year, you know, the, the stress associated with the holidays is only exaggerated even more because of the pandemic and because of um, all of the other things happening in, in the world right now. And so, you know, I think it is very important for us to talk about some ways to manage some of this stress so that mm -hmm. we don't become so overwhelmed that we, we deteriorate. Uh, we've talked many times on the podcast about how stress, um, you know, stress has detrimental effects on our physical body and it, it decreases our immune system or, or you know, weakens our immune system. It, it causes inflammation and lots of other things. And so if we are overly stressed at the same time that there's this increased risk for you know, being exposed to this virus, um, our, our risk for uh, contracting the virus, our risk for becoming very sick it, right. is, is even higher. So we have- increase, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, I was, I was thinking, uh, as I was, you know, today's December the 6th, right? Tomorrow's December 7th, the date, a date. And you wonder what was the effect if, if you were, you know, for people who were alive, um, in, uh, when Pearl Harbor occurred and many people still are who were there and, and you think what effect did that have on their holiday? I mean, it was it was remote, it was very far away, but yet you knew because on December 7th, you know, uh, that was an act, we went to war um, in December of 1941. And um, that certainly would affect your holiday season a little, not, not the way this one is affecting us, but you know, every generation has its, uh, has its catastrophes. And this year, <laughs> Um, you know, someday we'll talk about Christmas of, uh, of 2020, and we have a, con a couple of things going on. We have a, an election that won't end. You know, we still have that uh, insanity um, brewing in the background. There's there's that pot boiling on, on one of the front burners. That we have this election that, that won't end, and and the stress that that brings, and the anxiety and the anger. Um, and then, as you suggested, we have the normal holiday stressors of what do you do with, with your family? You know, how do you manage your family gatherings and all that business? And so that's the. And then you have the heightened emotions that come with every holiday season, and not to be maudlin, but I'm thinking, you know, it, what happens with suicide rates and um, all that that increase during any holiday season, and will it be worse this year? And then you have, what, do, what are we going to do with the pandemic protocol during the holiday season? Um, you know, we're supposed to social distance and wear masks and, and take all these precautions, but we have a holiday season, and will, will the desire to get together for the holidays 
outweigh our safety protocols. Right. And as you said, 35% of families believe that it was worth the risk to do so at, at Thanksgiving time. Right. right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and then you think about, um, you know, of course, working in the schools, I, I think mm -hmm. often about the idea that there's going to be all this risk for exposure during the, the weeks that we're off right. for the holidays, mm -hmm. uh, Christmas and all, the winter break. And um, how many people are going to come back with it, but yet be asymptomatic still, um, but they're going to come to school uh, with, with it and mm -hmm. potentially spread it without even knowing. So in January, so we have we we have a we have the risk in December, but that that um, creates a risk, another risk in January and February, Absolutely. and Absolutely. and that those are the winter months when these viruses tend to proliferate anyway. So in a way, um, Christmas of 2020, um, December of 2020, uh, turns out that that's our biggest test yet. You know, we've been through the 4th of July and Easter and the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally and Thanksgiving. Remember Halloween? Remember all the discussion about what are you going to do for Halloween? Right? Yeah. Well, this is a bigger, this is an even bigger test. And it's also um, a chance to have our biggest failure. You know, I, I, you know, I think everybody agrees that, that uh, December, especially the Christmas um, holiday season, um, is, our, is our biggest test yet. And, and right. if we don't get it right, could be our biggest failure yet. So... Questions that are how do you do how how are you going to do social distancing during the holidays? Mm -hmm. You know, are you, are you going to keep up the same protocols or change? what about wearing my our favorite? Do I wear a mask or not? We saw that whole issue. Um, where do you wear a mask and will you wear it with your kids? How do I avoid crowded places? People are going to shop. They're going to go to stores. They're yeah. going to go to places, uh, grocery stores, um, gift shops. Um, people are going to continue to go to crowded places. Here's an interesting one. Um, how do I avoid people with whom I don't share living quarters? You know, what, what we're told now is just be with people with whom you share a living space, right? right? So there are four or five people who share my living space, mm -hmm. uh, my, my daughter and my wife. And all of um, do, what do I do with, what, how do, what does share a living space mean? Um, does it, what if you go to work with somebody every day mm -hmm. that are they in your, are they in your bubble? Right. Well, you no. know, I mean, how far does it extend? How many degrees of separation are we allowed? Right. Because if you think about it many times for many of us, we spend more time with people at work than we do with the people at home. Precisely. I spend more time with people at work than I do with my son. Right. Because we, right, and he lives, and he lives in the same house as I. Right, and I and I think about um, you know, especially those who work in places where there's lots of people, a school, you know, there 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 are 740 students at one of the schools, one of the schools right. they work in. Mm -hmm. um, I see them multiple times a week, and of course, I don't see all 740 kids, but. Um, you walk into the cafeteria, there's over 100 in there at, the, at any given time. An indoor space, mm -hmm. crowded, right? And yet, Bernie, what about a typical teacher? Right. Who's in her living space? She spends more time, I'm guessing, she spends more time, he or she spends more time with their students 
than they do with it, maybe as much with their students as they do with their own children. Right. And so when we say, just stay with people with whom you share living quarters, unless you've been isolated with your family in, in, your, in, your, in your home bubble, right. um, you probably have more people in that bubble than just your nuclear family. Right. right. And it's just important that we all, we all think about that. Um, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that, that that's a bad thing. It just means that you have to think about the number of people that you're exposed to. That's right. Um, and, and then that expands from there because you're exposed to that many people. Each of those people are exposed to that many people. And so that's right. it's exponential. Mm -hmm. the yeah, so, so there, there's all kinds of, of decisions that we need to make. And so, so what advice... What advice do we give to those people who are, you know, we're, we're, we're professionals, people come to us for advice. Um, or if you are a healthcare professional, you know, nurse or doctor, psychologist, social worker, teacher, teachers are going to be asked. So what advice do you give those who are planning a holiday gathering? Who do you, whom do you include? Uh, what about masks? What about social distancing? What advice are you going to give others? Who are planning a holiday gathering? Uh, what advice do you give those who are living alone? Um, I have many, many patients who, who are who live alone, and what advice do I want to give them about how to manage this, especially difficult? You know, in the past, at, if you were living alone, at least you could go to a store or a restaurant or a coffee shop and at least have some social interaction. This year, that's not even possible. So you have alone combined with social distancing and, and um, lockdowns right. and store closings. Um, what about those who are gonna be alone for the first time? Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a whole new challenge for them. You know, the, the, they've never had to deal with this before, but suddenly, I mean, my sister lives alone and she, there's, a, there's a possibility that this could be the first Christmas that she's spending totally by herself. Mm -hmm. That's a new set of challenges for her. She's gonna to have to learn how to manage something she's never had to face before. Um, and then there are those who are grieving, um, who have lost loved ones for whatever reason. Right. Um, I lost a, a cousin a few weeks ago. So his, my, it's cousin by marriage. So my cousin is going to go through this holiday season um, with that weighing on her. You know? So what advice do you give people like that? Right. What advice do you give to caretakers? Right. Oh my God, they, people are worn out. You know? So what, what kinds of things can you tell people as, uh, to, uh, as to how to manage this, um, this month, and especially the last two weeks of this month. Right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you have all of those who, you know, many people use the holidays as a way to, as a way for remembrance for people that they lost or people who, you know, uh, loved ones that have passed away. And so they get together and they talk about some of those things. And you know, this year they may not be able to do that. And so, it's going, to, it's going to be challenging for dealing with a lot of those feelings and, and, and a lot of those stressors that, you know, oftentimes we use family or friends or these get-togethers to cope with that stuff. So That's right. Because, you know, I, I can remember in my own family, um, I, don't, I don't mean to be too personal here, but um, we lost a loved one and in, in January of the year, and my parents decided to come to Florida for, uh, for Christmas that year because they just didn't want to face right. Christmas as it usually was. They weren't sure how to celebrate the holiday, you know, that, with that loss. And so that was the first time I came to Florida right. was, was because of that, you know. That, uh, and so, um, 
you know, how do you, how, what do you do to manage these things? Because, you know, you, we have the pandemic, but we have all of the other normal things, you know, the holiday stressors, grieving, loss, caretaking um, that are occurring within the context of a pandemic. You know, so what do you tell people? Absolutely. So, so what we, uh, as we were kind of looking into this, we found an article um, from Psychology Today, the, the link is in the, to it is in the show notes, mm -hmm. and it talks about 15 different ways, different ways to, um, to de-stress, to, to figure out and think about how to cope with some of the stress. And, and the, the author talks a lot about COVID specifically, but these are, many of these are strategies that you can use uh, that will be really important to use even during that, whether it's during the holiday stress or um, COVID stress or uh, whatever stress you may be experiencing. Um, these are some of, some of these are important um, strategies to use. Right, yeah. So I like the first one as a, as a healthcare professional. Um, Absolutely. My goodness, <laughs> ask for help. Right. You know, a lot of people will think that asking for help is a, you know, we've heard this before, asking for help is a sign of weakness. Um, but, you know, asking for help is, is actually a, a sign of pretty good insight, uh, the way that we would look at it, right? Because um, if you recognize that you need help and then you ask for help, that's, that's, a, really, that's a really important skill to have. Uh, many people don't even recognize that they need help. Uh, how many times do we have people, we'll have, uh, whether it's, teenagers or a spouse or something like that, they'll come in and say, well, I'm here because my mom made me come, or I'm here because my, my, my husband said I needed to, to talk to someone. And they, have, they, don't even, they don't even appreciate the stress that they're going through themselves. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, absolutely ask for help. Find someone to talk to or someone to give you, give you some support. Right, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, that you, you reach points in your life where you just say, I, I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed. I, I don't know how to sort this out. Um, I'm incredibly sad. I'm incredibly angry. I'm incredibly lonely. When you hit those places, and we all do, goodness, ask somebody for help. Right. You know, I I have never, I don't, I don't think I've ever regretted helping somebody who asked me for help. Right. You know, it, it's it's what we do. Uh, it's what it's what people do. Uh, right. You want to be needed. You want to be. Um, you want to feel like uh, that people can rely on you and depend on you. Right. So you are not an imposition. When when life starts to overwhelm you, you are not an imposition. Um, and by goodness gracious, ask ask for help um, from family members, from friends, and people will respond to that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the second one, you know, focuses on the idea of. Um, and it's something that we have, we often encourage folks to do. Mm -hmm. and that is just anticipate the difference. Uh, appreciate the, the, the reality that these holidays are going to be different than what you've had in the past. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and start to work, start working to accept that. Because if you, if you are focused on, oh, we, this is what we have to do for Christmas. This is what we're supposed to be doing at this time of year. Mm -hmm. When you focus on it that way, and then that can't happen, that's going to be very distressing. Right. So right. instead, accept the idea that it's going to be different mm -hmm. and, and appreciate what you can do. Right. You know what I want to do, Bernie? I want to become my own. I'm going to be my own little Amazon. 
delivery boy. I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to go run around and deliver packages to people's porches. You know, I'm going to make mine different than Amazon's. I'm not going to have a little arrow um, or whatever that thing is on there. What is that? Smile. Mm -hmm. Is that a smile? Yeah. yeah smile. Uh, smile headed in your direction. Um, yeah, I'm going to do my own little logo and I'm going to, I'm going to drop people, drop boxes off on people's porches. You know, I can't wait to see what this logo looks like. <laughs> So, so just make it different. You know, here's an example. Um, I typically don't celebrate New Year's Eve because I see no point. You know, I, I don't care that it's a new year. Um, new Year's Eve day is a Friday. New Year's Eve is a Thursday. New Year's Day is a Friday. I'm probably going to work on Friday because it's a it's a work day. You know, there's no. I don't I don't ever do much on New Year's Day, um, and so this year I might work that day or I might go, but I might do something different right. this New Year's Day than I've ever done in the past. It, it might be work. It might be, yeah. uh, I haven't golfed for 30 years, 40 years. And so um, I might go golfing that day. I don't know. I might take my daughter out and shoot guns or something. You better make sure that you have golf clubs that are still have <laughs> That still work. Yeah, I can make my golf club. Yeah, I can make my club still work. Right? Carbon dating. Uh, I'll hit the golf balls and they'll burst into dust. Right? It'd be fantastic. Right. They were made in ancient Greece. Yeah. So um, no, I might do something different that day. So the, this it's going to be different, but enjoy the difference. Okay, do something that uplift. It will lift your spirits just a little. Don't sit around and be depressed because it's different. Make those days different and better. Okay. Yeah. Um, don't sweat the small stuff. Number three. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just forget all the little things. Right. Focus on the big things, the, the things that you that, that really affect your life. Mm -hmm. All these little things, just, just let them go. Yeah. You'd yeah. be okay with letting it go. Right. You know, I couldn't do this this year. I couldn't find, you know, so what? You know, it, right. it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, everybody around you is also going to be feeling this. Right. Okay. So number four is, Everybody else is going to be a little out of sorts this year. So don't try to settle life issues. <laughs> don't take on the election. Don't take on politics. Don't take on anything like that because everybody's going to be a little bit testy, a little bit tired, um, and just make, the, make your world a little kinder, softer, gentler place this holiday. Absolutely. Just offer a little bit of grace and a little bit of understanding and it'll be better so right and number five you need a plan right and, and again this is something that we talk about every year that it, it's good you know weeks ahead of time um actually we could have started this last month right um, exactly thinking about and outlining what you're going to accomplish and what you're okay with letting go and yeah. be okay with letting those things go again don't say right. yeah one of my adult i had no idea what this holiday was going to look like but one of my adult children has decided that she's going to try to come back home mm -hmm. for the holidays uh, i don't know whether she's <laughs> there's that question about is she part of the family um she's going to come home one of my great joys this holiday season is planning what to do while she's here because in the, in the few short days that we have her, I wanna make sure that every day is wonderful. So part of this holiday season is, is about arranging um, the activities that my family will do while she's with us, okay? Right. So that's my joy this year, is that somebody's gonna be with us. And, and part of that 
that was number five, um, planning. But part of that, number six, is setting boundaries. You know, learning to say no, saying, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm not going to, you know, congregate with 50 of you guys. Um, that would be a bad idea. Um, and so, you know. Yeah, it's a bad idea anyway, right? Right. Because you could it, die, right? <laughs> just set some boundaries and, and right. accept it. And again, be okay with that. Right. That's right. You have a built-in excuse this year. Right. So if it's if it's really not something you are absolutely you must do, then don't do it. You know, don't put yourself at risk for some for, to do something that you really don't want to do anyway. Um, but decide what you are going to do. What what things do you want to do? What things you don't want to do? And and build your schedule accordingly. Right. Now the next couple uh, of strategies kind of yeah. go together as well. Um, so build a little bit of R and R in your day. Right. Uh, that may include that was number seven. Number eight is you know taking a hot bath or shower. So you know do something that is relaxing, something that de-stresses um, de-stresses you, um, and something that can you know calm you and, and help you relax. Right, right. And you know number nine. Um, I don't know how many times this has to be said. But I think this year, the idea that you have to exercise, that you must move your body, um, it has never been more relevant and it's never been more uh, ubiquitous that you have to move your body. You have to exercise. And people aren't doing it. Enough people aren't doing it. Um, more people are starting to, but you've got to get out and move. I think that's probably one of the most important things. I would have put that first. You have to get out and move. Right. And, and again, kind of going along with that one straight to the number 10, change your scenery. Yeah. Um, you know, go outside. You know, we did a podcast a few months ago on, um, you know, uh, ba bathing outdoors, you know, that, that quote, um, bathing in the, um, in the woods. Yeah. But basically, we're talking about just being outside in the green and, and you know, breathing the fresh air and mm -hmm. experiencing that. And just by being outside makes you feel better. Right, right. Um, so yeah, it's great when you can jog on a treadmill or you can go in, into the gym and exercise and stuff. But you know, take a little bit of time and go outside and walk, um, right. or just spend some time in in, in nature if it's mm -hmm. if it's close enough to you. Yeah, the, the and and you know, especially this year because the air is going to be a lot safer outside than inside. Absolutely. Yeah. So get outside and breathe that air um, rather than the air you're breathing inside these rooms. So yeah, change your scenery. Take a nap. Number 11, yep. Take a nap. Uh, if you're tired, sleep. My goodness. <laughs> why, why, don't keep pushing yourself. If you need a rest, uh, take a rest. Take a nap or at least take a rest, but learn how to relax. Right. You know, whether it's with a nap or, a, or some other way, you know, just sitting quietly in a chair. Right. Um, just give your body a rest and get up and get going again. Right. Mm -hmm. And as it's getting cold, um, you know, the, this is one of those little uh, recommendations that's just a, um, you know, it's just a simple little thing. You know, when it, when, if you're cold, if it's chilly outside and everything, just a, a warm drink of, um, you know, whether it's a, a hot tea or something, um, it just, it, it does trigger relaxation, um, especially if it doesn't have caffeine. Or <laughs> okay, right. But, um, you know, just, just a warm tea or a warm drink is going to help calm you and, and just soothe some of that stress that you're experiencing. Right. Uh, hold on to the mug for a while, you know, 
take the mug like they do on TV, right? And just hold on to that mug. And it, it relax, warmth relaxes, like a warm shower or a warm bath. A warm mug, warm up your hands, that will help you to relax. Right. So hold on to that mug. Don't just, don't just drink it. Hold on to it. Okay. Um, Number 13. I don't know what I would do. How do you, how do you, you exp This is a tough one because it, it goes back to exactly what you were talking about a bit, a bit ago. And, and that is who do you, who is considered to be in your bubble? Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, the, number 13 is hug someone if you're quarantining with them. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, if there are people that you are around all the time, um, people who, people who you're constantly exposed to anyways, mm -hmm. that physical contact is soothing. Sure. Um, so, you know, hugging someone, um, you know, uh, just that, that kind of physical contact is really helpful to, to relieve right. stress and, and anxiety and, and lowers your blood pressure and all that kind of right. stuff. Yeah, find somebody to hug, but, but be careful, okay? Um, we have a dear friend who has a birthday this month, but she's a healthcare worker. So right. I'd love to see her and give her a hug, but, but I don't know whether I should this year or not. So we will have to figure out some other way right. to express um, those feelings, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you're tied up in knots, I never get tied up in knots, so this is a very strange thing for me. Um, I, this is kind of a different thing because much of what we talk about during the pandemic is sadness and fatigue, mm -hmm. but we also can have, um, negative feelings that arouse us that anger and frustration and that sort of stuff. So remember that too can happen. And right. so what we have to do is we have to find a way to expend that energy either through exercise, that's one way to do it, but it's not the only way to do it. You, you have to do, you know, geez, go turn out the lights and do a happy dance in the dark, you know, do something to get rid of that pent up energy, pent up frustration. Don't, don't let it seep into your body and damage you. Right. Yeah. So, so being, you know, finding creative ways to, to mm -hmm. release some of that. So it could be um, baking, it could mm -hmm. be, uh, you know, drawing or painting or dancing or singing mm -hmm. or lots of different things just to, to release some of that pent up energy, right. that stress uh, induced. Right. Um, yeah, if you go have to go into the shower and scream, um, just tell your neighbors that everything's okay, but you just need to, you know, you just need to scream. You just need to get it out somehow. Don't, don't let it accumulate is, is the important thing. You got to release that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Find ways to do it. And you're going to have to find your own way. Um, there was, I've tried over, over the course of my lifetime, I've tried many things to relax. Most of them don't work. Okay. But over time, I have found a few things that do work for me. Not, not everything is going to work for everybody. Some people find great relaxation in painting, uh, painting pictures. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I need a punching bag. You know, I'm just, I, I don't get rid of stress by doing quiet things. I get rid of stress by doing active things. You have to discover what works for you. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. And speaking of, the, the last one, number 15. Perfect. Yeah. Meditating is, is really good, um, as a really good way for dealing with stress and, and frustration and all of those things. 
it's really difficult for some people to do that though. Mm -hmm. um, that stillness, that calmness that you have to exercise to, to meditate properly mm -hmm. is really difficult for some people. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there, there are ways to kind of work around that with guided meditations and those kinds of things, but you know, it, it's really hard. So, but, but try it. Uh, as you said, you know, it's important to experiment and, and explore mm -hmm. some of these different strategies just to see what's going to work best for you. Right. I think meditation is probably one of the most important things we can do, but it's a skill. You're, right. you're not going to sit down and meditate. It's just like, you're not going to sit, you're not going to walk up and hit a golf ball 300 yards or 300 feet the first time you, you, you swing a golf club. It's a skill that you have to learn. And meditation has a bad reputation among a lot of people because they associate it with hippies and tree hugging and you know silly things that you see on tv meditation takes many many forms for example um prayer mm -hmm. people who pray that's a form of meditation sure okay it's it, some people call it prayer and some people call it meditation but prayer is a form of med my mother my mother's very uh, devout catholic and she used to say a rosary uh, for those of you who know what it is and that was my mother was meditating during that time that was her quiet time she was mad she didn't know it she didn't call it that right but that's what she was doing and so find what works for you call it whatever you want but learn how to meditate and there's something we call meditation stamina um, you're not going to meditate for 10 minutes the first time you do it you might only be able to meditate for 30 or 50 or 80 seconds right meditate as long as you can and build the skill as you go, okay? But learn learn how to turn, learn how to get to calm, learn how to get to quiet, learn how to clear your head. It's not gonna work long, and you're not gonna be able to do it a long time for several minutes the first time you try it, but over time you get better at it. But you have to learn how to quiet your brain. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so again, check out the article. Um, the column that we, we posted in the show notes, it's, um, there's lots of, you can kind of go through all of all 15 again mm -hmm. and, and look at some of the specifics that the author mentions, but, right. um, but, but the bottom line really is just find what works for you and just right. make sure that you spend some time dealing with and, and resolving some of the, some of that stress. That's you right. Be mindful, yeah. you know, have a plan, plan, plan what this month is going to look like. We know we call it mindfulness, you know, it, it, that we call it mindfulness, but, but just have a good plan, uh, be careful, um, and, and, and spend some time keeping yourself calm. It's going to be a stressful month. January is going to be a stressful month. Um, so do the things you need to do to keep yourself calm and, and to keep your life organized. We'll, we'll get through the next two months. The vaccine is around the corner. 2021 is going to look very different. Um, I think we can, I think we're seeing the beginning of the beginning, at least as Winston Churchill said, it's not the beginning of the end, but it's the beginning of the beginning. And I think 2021 uh, will look very different than 2020 did. So, you know, be optimistic. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, that then is it for today. Um, until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid. <laughs>